Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. Welcome back, guys. Uh, We're back at our homes now. We're no longer recording together. Um, It's so sad. It's so weird seeing you through a screen. It is, but it kind of feels like you're literally right here still. I think think recording together, I don't know, it triggered something into me and me where it feels like, I don't know, even more of a connection now like when we record. For sure. Now we're just doing this long distance relationship thing again. Yeah. (laughs) Until we can figure out the next time we're going to be able to see each other again. It's going to be soon. I feel it. We're we're planning that. I want Rachel to come down to California so we can go to Joshua Tree because she's never been. So that'll be super fun. I can't wait. I know. I want you to take me outdoor climbing so bad. Oh my gosh. So much fun. Stay tuned, guys, for more adventures (laughs) with us. Um, But... Really quickly, I just want to kind of give like a recap of like what it's been like for me to be on the Plaquenil. So I've been getting a lot of messages on uh, through my Instagram of people saying like, what's happening? Like, how is the Plaquenil uh, helping you? Because there was a lot of people that reached out to me and they were like, hey, like I've been trying to not be on medications for so long and this has kind of given me this little bit of nudge to finally, you know, do something so I can get some relief. And so, um, yeah, I want to talk about that. It Honestly, there's not like, I don't have a whole lot to say other than it's been, I counted, it's been like 50 days. So oh, wow. almost, yeah, ex- I'm like 50 days. Like, I didn't realize I, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it seemed like not like, it seemed like yesterday where I was just scared to put that first pill in my body. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's already 50 days, which is almost two months. At this point of you listening to it, it will be two months though. Yeah, yeah. Like a little over two months. So um, at this point, I feel like there's a subtle difference. And guys, I am taking a fourth of the dose of what people normally take, which is like 400 milligrams. I'm taking 100 milligrams. Mm. So the first week I had started on that 200 milligrams that my rheumatologist wanted me to be on, but I just felt like it was way too much and it was messing with my uh, like blood sugar levels and I was feeling shaky. And so I reached out to my rheumatologist and she said like, yeah, just cut it in half. And she didn't really give me a timeline of like when to go back to the 200 Mm. milligrams. Does she want you to at all? Well, I think she, well, in the, it was just like a message through like my doctor's office and she was just like, well, cut it in half and then add it back in. But she didn't give me like specific, like add it back in in like two weeks or something like that, you Mm -hmm. know? So I've pretty much just have been taking only that, uh, pretty much this whole time other than the first week. So I'm just kind of like, I can notice small differences already more so with climbing Mm -hmm. like I feel like at this point and like I said on the last um the episode that I talked about even starting it even after like a week of starting it uh I feel like I don't know if it's like placebo but I feel like I'm able to go harder when it comes to climbing like Mm -hmm. I'm not 
as like conscious of my joints. And then afterwards, I don't feel that little bit of lingering, you know, whatever pain or something like that in my wrist or my Mm -hmm. fingers. So I think something is happening. Um, But that's all I, I don't know. That's all I can really say right now. Like I'm not feeling the side effects, which is good. But I was telling Rachel, there is something that's been happening recently, which is kind of like eye floaters. Mm -hmm. I've been seeing them, but I do. Okay, sorry, just backtrack. Before I started the medication, I think I was already starting to see a little bit of eye floaters. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if this has made it more prominent, like in my vision. It's not like, oh my God, like it's scary, but definitely like if I'm looking at something bright or it's like really bright out like I have to wear my sunglasses because I Mm -hmm. feel like I see it and then my vision kind of like you know you know when you see an eye floater like you look at it and I keep noticing myself doing that and so I'm just trying to be like okay not focus on that but I am going to reach out to my rheumatologist probably today and just check on that and say hey like is this normal will this go away Mm -hmm. because it's kind of annoying more than anything yeah for sure and I remember when you were telling me that I was like oh my gosh because I always I don't remember any like prominent side effects when I was taking Plaquenil and again I was on 400 milligrams when I first started I think like the what most of my clients have been on is around 200 Mm -hmm. um, per day. And I was on 400 when I started and I didn't really crazy. I'm like, (laughs) I'm just thinking, I know we said this in the, the medications and vaccine, uh, vaccination episode, but 400 milligrams, like uh, girl, I thought I was, I could not even handle the 200. Like that still trips me out. Yeah. Well, like part of that is the difference of a, like our weight differences. Like I'm taller than you. I weigh more than you. Um, as well as the fact that I had like a crazy amount of inflammation in my body when I was first diagnosed. And literally, I don't think that if I did have side effects when I was weaning onto it, I don't know that I necessarily noticed them because there was so much going on in my body. And I just like was so out of tune. Um, so I think that now if I were to restart, like I would definitely notice differences. Oh yeah. But it's funny because like when I think back, I'm like, oh no, I don't think I had any side effects except for the fact that my hair was definitely a lot thinner and it was falling out a lot more. It wasn't like I was like balding or anything, but like, I remember a lot more hair loss than usual. Like when I would wash Mm -hmm. it and stuff. Yeah. And then I also, until I totally forgot until you said the other day that you were getting those floaters that I definitely got really, really dry eyes when I was on Plaquenil. Mm -hmm. And I also- Um, had floaters from time to time as well. And so Mm. like it could be, or it could just be a weird coincidence. Yeah. Um, But I do remember like for a while there, I was getting really dry eyes and I I wear contacts and like, I wasn't able to tolerate contacts for more than four hours at a time because they would Mm. just get so dry. And like, I couldn't even hold my eyes open. Um, And they were like trying to figure out what it was. And they tried to give me like steroid eye drops and then histamine eye drops and Eventually they ended up switching my contacts and then I use clear care solution, which like completely, it has peroxide in it. So like completely mm. cleans your contacts overnight. Okay. And like, ever since I did that and weaned off it's helped. So again, it's yep. one of those things where you're like, you don't really know exactly what it was. Like it could have yeah. just been a weird coincidence, but yeah. at the same time, it's always best. Like you are a perfect example of being your own best advocate. Like just because a doctor prescribes something doesn't mean that you have to take that as the truth. Like 
you were like, Hey, I'm not feeling too hot on this. And instead of like waiting for it to subside, you were like, "Mm, I waited a couple of days and I'm uncomfortable. Like, please help me. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really a really important message for everyone is as well as the fact that you're planning on reaching out to her again and just like making sure like, Hey, is this normal? And I have full, like, I full heartedly know that you, like, if she's like, "Mm, I don't know, and doesn't really give you a definitive answer. Like I know you'll find an answer. So I think that that's a really important message for everyone listening. Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually I did like a little, uh, like questionnaire thing on my, um, Instagram last night asking like if anyone had any questions for like me or like for our podcast and someone said ask the question last night how do you be an advocate for yourself in the doctor's Mm. office and I was like oh that's actually a really good uh thing to talk about and because of the fact that we do trust so much in our doctors right because they have education they have training they have experience but we have to remember at the end of the day, they don't have this disease and they're mm-hmm. not taking the medication. So mm-hmm. although a medication can say, well, here's a list of common side effects, right? But then you start having something weird happening to you where you're like, okay, this is definitely not normal for myself and my mm-hmm. body. And I'm not comfortable feeling this. Like you definitely have to, you know, even if it feels subtle to you, you know, if it feels off and it feels like, okay, this doesn't feel right. Like I knew that first like few days of me taking the Plaquenil that I was, my hands were shaky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt really like kind of just a little bit out of touch with myself. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, if this is going to be like the rest of the time on this medication, like mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to continue with it. But then I, I honestly, I gave it till the end of the week and I still wasn't, I was still feeling like my glucose, glucose levels were like totally just not good because I would eat something and then it felt like an hour later I was absolutely starving. Mm-hmm. And you know when you get starving and you feel like, oh my God, I'm so, like you feel kind of dizzy. I was feeling that way and I was like, I'm not comfortable with this. Like yeah. this is not good. And so I just, you know, let my rheumatologist know. And I think the better communication you have with your rheumatologist, the more like trusting in your word that they're going to, that they'll be with you, that they'll be like, they'll, they'll be willing to work with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've said that like with my rheumatologist since the very beginning of like, I'm in control of like Mm -hmm. what I want to put in my body. Like I'm going to do it when I feel ready. But at the same time, like respecting, you know, the information she has, respecting her opinion, but still knowing like at the end of the day, like this is completely my decision. And so I think having that with her has made it just very easy now for me to be like, hey, like she knows, like she's probably like, okay, I'm going to let her do this, like cut down the medicine so that way she doesn't completely get off of it, right? Yeah. Because I know she, you know, she wants me on it in some form because from their perspective, like you have a progressive disease and there's nothing you can do about it. So like I had to like understand her perspective, but still understand like actually know like I do a lot of things for myself mm-hmm. and like I don't feel like I even need to be on 200 milligrams. Let's see, you know, like, I don't know, like if in three months, like, I don't feel like where I'm supposed to be, even though I don't really know what that looks like, then maybe I'll be like, okay, Mm -hmm. now it's time to get back to like 200 milligrams. But right now I'm like, I feel things slightly working and I'm Mm -hmm. not having those side effects. And I already do all these things 
you know, for myself. So it's like, yeah. I don't think I need that powerful of a dose at this point. And that's the other thing is um, with doctors, like it's definitely important to be your own best advocate, especially when you're doing things that you know are working for you. Because a lot of times, yeah. for instance, like they don't get a lot of training on nutrition and like supplementation and things like that. And we all, like, I know a lot of us in the autoimmune community, especially you and I, and like what we coach our clients on is like doing your research and trial and error with things like food and supplementation and like identifying what works for you because everyone is so different. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to note that doctors in their entire like first four years of schooling only get like 25 hours total out of four years of nutrition, like teach like uh what am I trying to say courses there you go yeah but actually it's less than that because I have a friend who just finished up his residency mm -hmm. and the actual new quote-unquote nutrition uh courses are a lot of them are optional or what do you mm -hmm. call that um elective elective yeah and, yeah and they're not tr they're not based in like what that means for disease. Mm -hmm, exactly. It's like basic stuff you could learn Super like basic. at a community college. Yeah. And not, yeah. So I guess I should rephrase because um, that, that was an average taken Yeah, and they were actually, it, it, I think the statistic was from 2018. Um, so, you know, three years ago, but yeah. the average was 25 hours for four years of schooling. And then it also said that 20% of schools in the U S this is only the U S I don't know about yeah. other countries, but yeah. in the U S um, and they were saying that 20% of schools have less than that. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's crazy. And like the fact that you and I know so much more than the majority of doctors out there is like a sad truth. And that's 100%. another reason why it's so important to work with a health coach, because while we are not like, neither of us ethically feel, um, like we can sit there and make a meal plan for you that we're not dietitians. We're not, you know, we are not registered dietitians. Yeah. We are not doctors. Like we don't prescribe, obviously we don't prescribe medication or tell you to go on or off. We don't give you a meal plan, but we do help you with education. We do help you with researching and figuring out what works yeah. for your body, tuning into your body. And that's a really important step. And also I have to say, I feel like it's so much more empowering to like do that work for yourself. I feel I was just going to so, say, I feel so, of course, <laughs> I feel so you empowered. You literally took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. The fact that like over the past four years, and even now I'm still continuing to learn my body because our bodies change. Our bodies tolerate yeah. different foods differently throughout our lifespan. And I feel so proud of myself that I have come this far by I've identified trigger foods on my own just by yeah. tuning into my body. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to like sit there and assume that a doctor knows everything they're talking about because I'm constantly doing the research. I'm constantly reading books, listening to podcasts, like listening to my own body. Yeah. And that's something that is like no one can take away from you. Yep. And you literally said it like right when I was going <laughs> to say, like we always talk about empowerment. And empowerment is like giving you the, the, what's, what's it called? You're giving yourself permission to like be in control of your life mm -hmm. and like make decisions for yourself that you know that are best for you. And so I think, you know, this is a really good topic because a lot of people, 
don't have that empowerment initially when they get diagnosed. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm the doctor. I hold the key to your success with your disease and you have to do this or otherwise you're going to be really sick. And honestly, every single person, and I know this is the case for you, like literally every single doctor has told their patient that, you know, changing their diet and whatnot, like is not going to make that big of a difference in their Mm -hmm. life. But it's like me and you both know, like, even though like I just started this medication, it's like, hello, it's been five years. I don't Mm -hmm. have joint damage. I rock climb and I'm a lot healthier than the average person that has been on medications from the very beginning. So the things that we're doing are obviously they're real. They're not, Mm -hmm. I'm not an exception to the disease. Rachel's not an exception or anyone else that is, you know, doing holistic things for their life. And so that's the whole part of this whole process of like learning your body, becoming in tune with what makes you feel good. So that way you can have the confidence when you walk into the doctor's office instead of it's different if you just read it, right? You can Mm -hmm. read about food triggers. You can read about gut health. You can, you know, follow someone on Instagram and read their stuff. But it's like, unless you do it for yourself, Mm -hmm. like you're not going to have that confidence when your doctor says like, hey, like you're going to be on this medication for the rest of your life, you can actually voice yourself and say, well, like I may not be on as much or I may like I I plan on working myself down Mm -hmm. and maybe eventually I won't, you know, you never know what can happen for that person, but you'll have a lot more confidence uh, when you do that. Yeah, we hope that this was helpful and we really love hearing your feedback. I don't think that you guys understand just how much we love hearing your feedback. And we want Mm -hmm. to know if you have questions, if you have anything that you want us to touch on, on here, like this is for you. We don't do this for us. We are here to help you. So please Mm -hmm. let us know if there's something, any specific questions you have, anything that you really want to hear us talk about. Yep. We're here. Thank you so much for listening to our Autoimmune and You podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people. Recording in progress information from this because sorry (laughs) we're fading (laughs) i know i know i can tell i can tell okay hold on damn it i was on a roll okay give it a second i was ready i was in it i thought that was it (laughs) okay okay well let's let's go let's go okay okay